Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This morning I want to speak about friendship. I want to speak about friendship because St. John the Baptist calls himself the friend of the bridegroom. There's a verse in this gospel that says, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. We hear in the words of St. John the Baptist after his disciples came complaining about how Jesus was baptizing others. So we have the Lord Jesus Christ baptizing, we have St. John the Baptist baptizing, and so the disciples of John the Baptist are complaining to Jesus about the baptisms that Jesus is performing. And so it seems they are worried about something. They're worried, they're confused, they're feeling like maybe there's something wrong. Maybe they are feeling like there's a stealing of the people. If they get baptized by Jesus, those would be Jesus' people. If they get baptized by John, those would be John's people. Maybe they're worried about who's taking the credit for bringing people to God and to the kingdom of heaven. And there's also a debate among them about purification. What is purity and all the rituals that should be done? They're getting very technical. Who's performing the baptisms? What are the rituals that are being done? They're very concerned. It reminds me actually of what St. Paul said in the letter to the Corinthians when he says, now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul or I am of Apollos. I am of Cephas or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? It's a question. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? It seems that those Christians forgot that the Lord Jesus Christ was the one that achieved salvation for us. And so it makes no difference who's baptizing, Paul or Apollos. St. Paul continues, he says, I thank God that I baptized none of you, that I baptized none of you, except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that I had been baptized in my own name. Yes, I also baptized the house of Stephanas. Besides this, I do not know whether I baptized any other. Notice how St. Paul, he performed a lot of baptisms. He's not even counting. I don't even know who else I baptized. Maybe you may read that and you think this is carelessness of St. Paul. How could you not know who you baptized? He said, I don't even know who else I baptized. But look at what St. Paul says. He says, for Christ did not send me to baptize. Christ sent me to do one thing, to preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words of men from this world, but the cross. Because the cross seems foolish to some but is wisdom and glory and power of God to others. What does this all mean for us? We know like this fancy word we see on the news a lot, sectarianism. Sectarianism is like a very political thing sometimes. We put on the news and we we hear about reports of sectarianism. 
But sectarianism is a sin. And it could be noticed in religious circles or contexts. It could be noticed in politics. It could be noticed in ethnic communities. And all it means is divisions, tensions, fights, conflicts. You know, you see this all the time, all over the world, with all kinds of people. In the Muslim communities, Sunni and Shiite. In Christian communities, Catholics and Protestants. Even in our Holy Land, in the Holy Sepulchre, there's tensions between other Christians of who should pray in the Holy Sepulchre. And there's physical fights that break out. This is a type of religious sectarianism. It's a type of sin. It's an internal division. It's a problem to be conflicted and divided. We even pray in the litanies of the church. May the schisms or the separations of the church cease. May the, the schisms or the divisions of the church cease and stop. But how about us? How about our local level? Are we divided or are we united? St. Paul urges us in Corinthians, he says, Now I plead with you, I beg you, brethren, by the name of the, our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Say the same thing. Let's get together and agree on what we are doing. Let's say the same thing. Let's preach the same gospel. Let's show the same actions and love towards each other and to the, our community. So say the same thing. Speak the same thing. That there be no divisions among you, but that you be, be perfectly joined together with the same mind and the same judgment. We should have the same mind, same judgment, and the same speech. That's so practical for us. We should always think about how to be in agreement. Our problem is that sometimes we get caught up in loyalties. Am I with Paul or am I with Apollos? But this is what actually divides because there's no sides. There's one Christ and Christ is not divided. Saint John the Beloved did say to our Lord Jesus Christ, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us. He's not with us. He's not following us. He's not with you. I don't see him with you. So Saint John the Beloved is also concerned. You see, such a great disciple also is concerned. He says, casting out demons in your name. And we forbade him. We told him, stop. Because he does not follow us. So he must not be with us. He must be against you, Lord Jesus Christ. And then the Lord Jesus Christ said something amazing. He said, do not forbid him. Don't stop him. That's not for you to tell him, don't do this. Actually, he said, for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. Because the point is, it's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and this is what gives the power and the authority of the church. He says, for he who is not against us, he who is not against us is on our side. We're on the same team. We're doing the same work. So when we do something good, we rejoice when we see the work of our brothers and sisters because we are the same flesh. We are the same body. That's why in Ephesians it says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. Make every effort to keep this. We pray this every morning in our Coptic Agbeya. 
Every day we live our life, we should be concerned about this verse. Lord, how can I have the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace? Because if I have this, my whole day will be successful. We're talking about friendship. We're talking about friendship with Christ and friendship with each other. Our whole life is relationships and dealing with people. If I'm in tensions with everyone, how am I living a Christian life? Our power is in our connection with each other. Our power is in our connection and our cooperation and our unity with each other. Rather than say, let me divide myself and separate myself and isolate myself from everyone because no one is nice to me or on my side or something like that. A lot of times we notice people do this. If you're not with me, you're against me, so I'm just going to remove myself. This is actually such a dangerous thing to do. What is the key to our success in our friendships? What is the success story for all good friendships and relationships with families and with co-workers and with everyone in the world? You want to know the secret? You want to know the secret to the success of any friendship? It's a very nice word. Preeminence. Give preeminence to who? God. We even call some of the metropolitans in the church your eminence. What does eminence mean? Eminence means you have surpassed everybody. You are superior to all. But you know, the bishop is an image of Christ. We're not giving it to the bishop as a person. We're giving it to the person he represents, Christ. So we say to the metropolitan, your eminence. But what I'm trying to say is the preeminence belongs to who? God. If you have this idea in your mind, you will succeed in every relationship. If you have the idea that God is preeminent to everyone and to everything, you will succeed. Why? Look at these three verses, St. John the Baptist says, I am just a friend of the bridegroom. You know when you have a friend and the friend is very successful and you want to just, or very pretty, or very handsome, or very cool, and maybe you're not all of those things, but you just stick next to them because you want to piggyback off of their fame or their popularity. We call it piggybacking, right? So if I attach myself to this person, I might then be seen as that kind of person. But St. John the Baptist is not saying, I'm the friend of the bridegroom, look at me. Why? Because St. John the Baptist said something very important about the preeminence. When he was baptizing, they said, are you the Christ? He said, I am not the Christ. I am not the Christ. I'm just his friend. He's humble about it. He doesn't just stop there. He said, he must increase and I must decrease. Such a famous verse. But what does that mean? So we give preeminence to God. We put God above everyone and everything. But how about our equals, our peers, our brothers, our sisters, our husbands, our wives, our brothers, our sisters, our friends in school? Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Don't be selfishly ambitious to put yourself ahead and be above everyone. He continues and says, Or be conceitful, but lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. 
That's the secret. Second secret. First one, make God preeminent and make everyone else better than yourself. In Arabic, ad-dimubad. Ad-dimubad meaning put the person next to you above. Lift the other person even if you really in your heart of hearts think you're better. Even if deep down you think you're still better, it is still going to benefit you in the long run to practice it because one day you will realize they are better than you. What does this all mean? It means we have to be humble. We have to be humble. Cannot be friends to God or friends with each other if we are not humble. Our relationships need to be respectful. Respectful. Respect means love. If I respect you, that means I love you. And that's something so important for us because a lot of times we don't feel respected. And by disrespecting someone, you don't listen to them, you don't give them a chance to speak, you don't take them seriously, you belittle them, you do things like that. So it means you don't respect them because our actions sometimes speak louder than our words. Another problem that we face in the context of our relationships is these four things. We get envious, we get jealous, we have a spirit of competition, we lack submission. I'll repeat them. Four things, four problems. We are envious, we are jealous, we have a spirit of competition, we lack submission and obedience. What do I mean? So do you want to be a successful person in your life and in your relationships with God and with others? I'm sure the answer is yes. I don't think anyone's going to say no. First Clement of Rome, he says, watch and attach yourself to men who have attained humility. This is the secret. If you want to succeed in relationships, find a humble person and stick to them like glue. Why? Because you will learn humility from them. All the desert fathers, what do you think they looked for in the Abba, in the, the head monk? They looked in the monk for one very important virtue, humility. And this is the one that they gave their whole life to in spiritual guidance because of the humility that they possessed. First Clement of Rome also says, let us clothe ourselves with the mutual tolerance of one another's views. I have to be tolerant of your view, your opinion. We can't be friends and say, I said this. That means you can't say a word. It has to be a give and a take. Friendship is mutual. It's tolerating each other's views and opinions. Moreover, you are all humbled and free from arrogance submitting rather than demanding submission. If you find yourself saying, you have to listen to me, be very certain you are in great danger. You are in great danger if you are saying these words. You have to listen to me. What I'm saying is 100% right. Sometimes we talk like that. Let me end with a story. A young child was with her mother. The young child dashed in front of a speeding car and the mother cried out, stop! And the young child stopped. A bystander saw this and said, 
Your daughter was inches away from being killed. What a coincidence. The mother said, no, not a coincidence. My daughter has been trained to obey and to submit to my word and then to ask a question later. My son, my daughter, my beloved, trust those who are put as your fathers, your mothers above you. When they say something, it means listen and ask later. Don't ask first and then listen. This is so important. Imagine if this child didn't listen and had to ask questions and kept going. What, why should I stop? And she kept going. What would have happened? Would have been the end of their life. God is watching us. God is looking for our unity and our relationship with Him, with each other. God needs from us a few simple things today. He doesn't need too many things. He just wants us to be humble, obedient, submissive, having the bond of peace and the unity of love. May God bless us and glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.